Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of the Live Race Free podcast with Didi Ruer. So I thought I'd start with a little bit of my story. I was a mom of one a few years ago, enjoying being a mom more than I ever thought I could. But I realized that soon I'd have to send my son to school. And um, I had a fear associated with that because I was um, afraid that he might be sucked into the identity game, um, which is a real fear and concern because these ideas start very, very early. Um, and if you read my blog post about um, the after school program where the little girl was teasing her neighbor for the way she was talking when she was with me, uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but anyway, so I knew that this identity game fear was really real, even from a young age, and I needed a way to um, avoid having the culture set his identity. You know, I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure that you can relate to understanding how identity and the way that we view the world is so key in the decisions we make, even from you know the decisions of who we choose as friends to the decisions about what we think is possible for ourselves, what chances or risks we're willing to take in life, um, whether that's um, you know on the playground or. Uh, at a job interview, or um, even when thinking about a career, thinking about what one's future should look like. So um, I didn't. We didn't want to take the identity issue lightly. What we did want for our son was for him to value education the way uh, we did. Um, for me, growing up, my parents always instilled in us um, to value ed- our education, um, but I also didn't want even on the positive end of things, I didn't want him going to school and having a really well-intentioned, good-hearted teacher um, apologetically telling him in so many words that he was disadvantaged from the start. I knew that if he went to school, then he'd learn from very early age that there was white and that there was black and that they meant something, those words, and that that something would put him at a disadvantage. It's a narrative that's based on certain facts, but the conclusion is not truthful because of the facts that are excluded. But the narrative doesn't kind of give that concept, give that idea um, a fair chance. And I, we were concerned that he'd be stuck with the idea that that, that, that story, that that narrative was true. The deeper issue was really, you know, for our, our kids' future, um, how did I teach about so painful, how do I, I wanted to figure out how could I teach about so painful history without tainting their view of humanity, their view of God and, um, his view of himself, or, you know, now we have four, so their view of themselves. So of course the challenge is how do we do that? Uh, the problem is that there's, there's virtually no way to find a school that taught about black history or American history for that matter in a way that spared the identity victimization narrative. I keep saying narrative, but it's, 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 it's kind of an underlying uh, perspective that the, that the history is shared with. It's this kind of, the conclusion is, is victimization. So, um, you know, isn't there something out there that teaches just the facts <laughs> without the spin? Um, so, and I thought that there wouldn't be a way to find that without, um, unless I homeschooled. And even if I did, um, I'd still have to find a curriculum out there that that did that, and I didn't know of any. 
So I began searching for truth about our history and learned that there were people out there who valued the facts about history's victories rather than the shaming, finger-pointing, condemning language that the you know victimization factory um, that has become kind of our modern media, media. So these individuals were taking seriously the stories of Black leaders who accomplished so much, even in a less favorable political and social environment than we have today. And their lives were fruitful and free as a result. So I began reading the Old Testament again, went to the Museum of the Bible and saw confirmed in this uh, slave Bible exhibit, it was a temporary exhibit from um, 2019, that a lack of knowledge of truth was the impetus to perpetual slavery of the mind. Um, I realized that if I could learn what they knew and share that with my kids, I could increase the odds of they're interpreting history properly while keeping their identity whole. So the plan was to start a blog called Live Race Free to study the stories, relearn the history, conduct interviews, record and store all the data I found to find the patterns that created these awesome results for people and put them in a curriculum format that I could teach to my son and that other families with the same concerns, regardless of the race, really could use um, as well. The biggest obstacle really became time because over the years I'd had my son followed by three daughters. So juggling time to blog became really tricky. And I know that there are like ninja moms out there that have kids and homeschool them and have a blog. And truly, I have no idea how they do it. That is so amazing. And if anyone has tips, I am wide open. Um, But anyway, my downtime was gone. I was homeschooling two, preschooling two more. Um... Uh, my food and laundry and house cup, uh, upkeep responsibilities increased, um, as did my need for self-care, as you can imagine. So I was tapped and uh, barely made headway onto my blog. Um, in addition to that, I was faced with some opposition from friends and family. You know, who knew? <laughs> okay, I'm sure I knew everyone can guess that. But, um, you know, some people honestly had honest concerns that they thought what I was doing was denying the occurrences of racial injustice and discrimination that um, has been a reality in our country since the, the 60s um, and the modern repercussions of that legacy today. And it was clear that, you know, through that, I realized that my message really wasn't coming out in the right way. And, um, so I know I needed to, to make some adjustments to figure out how to, how to do this. Cause it's just, it's just too important not to do anything about. I ended up feeling like I didn't know how I'd be able to do both. So I began looking for a way to tell my story more organically, just kind of learn as I go and let people come along with me so that, um, families with a similar vision could get together, share their experiences, victories, and results without feeling like they're doing something wrong um, or being callous or any, you know, without really being held back. So I've um, already started receiving amazing feedback, um, a lot of encouragement and um, people sharing that they, you know, never thought about the issue that way before, which is really refreshing. Um, and, you know, I, I obviously put in a lot of my perspective comes a lot of it from a biblical perspective. Um, and I think there's amazing value there. And there's 
definitely some correlation too. Um, but even so, some of the people that I was getting feedback from are also believers who necessarily weren't sure whether the Bible spoke to racism at all. Um, these are well-intentioned, loving, kind people who didn't realize that God had something to say about how we frame our identity. And, um, you know, strong, skilled, intelligent men and women um, who found out, you know, that they were really becoming buyers of the message of victimization. Um, but through sharing about Live Race Free, we're able to see that there's another side to the story to consider that really does matter now. And it really will matter for our children for the future. And um, I think for just looking at the country and hopefully, you know, impacting more people um, around the world, even because this isn't necessarily an issue that's unique to the United States. But um, wouldn't it be amazing to see people experiencing freedom on that internal level like they never had before, just because we're owning that message about our identity? I think that's so important. And anyway. <laughs> The coolest thing I've experienced is getting to talk more freely about these issues. The conversation generally is dominated by one perspective. So I get excited about the possibility of transforming families in one generation. Hopefully, maybe I'm reaching for this guy um, by empowering parents to be identity imparters in their homes. For me, realizing that my kids can learn about the past without internalizing the hate of yesteryear or the shame or the... Um, limitations. Um, that's a game-changing thing. Um, I, you know, I, I want them to be able to make friends more easily and they do, they, they have a, a pretty easy time making friends where they see people as people and not as racial categories with meanings associated with them. Um, so that they can truly, you know, live free without adopting social or, you know, eventually economic limitations. Um, I want to be able to share about our, our history and teach about good and evil and teach about people's choices um, while, all while resting assured that they are navigating these events through the lens of values and can make a decision to choose, to choose, to choose wisely what they believe and to make a decision to choose wisely what they believe. So that's my story. Um, hope that helps give clarity to kind of how I ended up talking about these things. And um, I want to hear from you. Tell me your story. Tell me your perspective. Agree, disagree, what your hopes are for yourself and your kids. Um, yeah, let's talk. I want to hear it. The best way to uh, connect with me would be to go visit my website, liveracefree.com. And put your email address in for updates on new posts, new podcasts. I'm going to be linking the podcast to the website, as well as um, going to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash ddrewer. Those are just the letters DD. And Rewer is spelled R-E-U-W-E-R, facebook.com slash ddrewer. And just jump in, send me a message. Let's have a conversation.